Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, I will be talking about Aquaman 2, and I'm just going to give, like, my... It's more of a spoiler talk than a review, so I'm... I think I think I I think I prefer like calling it spoiler talks because reviewing I feel like I'm gonna talk about the, all the aspects and I, I don't really want to do that really and also I just don't think the movie was it was okay it was okay but I'll I'll get into that in just a bit also I'll be talking about the Doctor Who Christmas special and then I'll be also uh, diving into Percy Jackson episode three and uh, the uh, Marvel's What If and I that is what I am. I'm gonna do my brief thoughts about it, and um, and yeah, just uh, give a little quick talk about uh, all those topics. But before we get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available wherever you can get your podcast. So, without further ado, let's start off with the first main topic, and we're gonna be talking about Percy Jackson, episode three. And here's just some of my quick thoughts on it. What I loved about this episode is is the the start of the adventure, uh, the start of the quest, and um, what that uh, I hate. Uh, sometimes I hate comparing the the movie to this because I want to judge it based on its own. But I feel like in this one, this one we really get to see why uh, Percy chose Annabeth for his um for his quest not because like you know like he trusts her completely is because that he um um he don't um is because he's not uh he's not friends with annabeth and according to the oracle uh uh, one friend will basically betray you in this quest so the fact that or like in the in the future so the fact that he uh, I think it's also kind of crafty for Percy to not choose Luke because he uh, he sees Luke as a friend and more so than Annabeth, and he doesn't see Annabeth as a friend. So he definitely like kind of played it smart. I don't know if they, he knows in this scene in, in in this part that like you know he had some worries about uh, he has some fears about uh, Luke, um, but he chose Grover. He, because he fully trusts him, because he knows that Grover, no matter what he does, it's all for the sake of Percy. So, and um, and the cho- the reason why he chose Annabeth is because the Oracle said, uh, you know, a friend will betray him, and he doesn't see Annabeth as a friend. So that means it, the, the the quest feels a little more safe. So I think it's kind of crafty to do so. Oh, <clears throat> uh, what's her name? Jessica Parker Kennedy. Um, who plays uh, Medusa? Oh my God! Ooh, I loved her. Um, I loved her uh, portrayal in this better than Uma Thurman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uma Thurman as Medusa was like it was. A, it was a bit cartoony. This one, you get to see more of like Medusa, be, uh, who loved uh, Athena, uh, her sister, and all that, and she just feels like. Uh, she just just doesn't trust anybody. So there's a bit of humanity in there. Like you, you get to uh, sympathize with Medusa a little bit until like I think the hat thing. I don't know if the hat. Um, uh, 
uh, what's it called, Annabeth's hat, uh, like, you know, they put it on her, so the fact that they won't see her eyes, it worked, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the case, is it, I don't, I don't remember the book at all, so this might have been different, um, but it's a way to chop off her head, and the fact that they know where to cut her head off, that was, um, cool, um, and all that, and I love that Percy was being vulnerable to the group, and being like, hey, the oracle told me this, um, about, about being betrayed by my friend, so, the fact that he was being transparent with him, it builds the trust, and I, I do love that, so, and I can't wait to see um, more of their dynamic with each other. So I'm, I think this is my, I think this is a, a better, I think I prefer, uh, I like this episode more than the, the first two. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think this is like my favorite so far out of the, out of the three. So yeah, uh, I, I'm not gonna give it a rating. I wanna once again, I wanna give it. Uh, I wanna wait until I finish the entire season, so I'll give my full thoughts on it. But anyways, let's move on to uh, the next topic, and that is Marvel's What If season two. Um, honestly, I, I'm I'm gonna be be straight up. Um, I liked the first season. I wasn't too, like, I wasn't raving about it. Like, you know, I, 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 I really didn't care as much. Um, <clears throat> but I think the whole Doctor Strange of it uh, is kind of interesting. And it does tie into um, season two just a little bit. I'm only up, I only watched uh, episodes one through six. And, um, and then after that, um, and, and, and after that, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the rest, but I thought the, I thought the episodes were meh. I thought, um, I thought the episodes were okay. Um, like it, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't care for it as much, but what I did like what I did like, um, uh, is episode six. Episode six was probably the best, the best, um, episode we've had so far from this. I think, I think it's probably one of my favorite, um, MCU things that I've seen recently. Uh, uh, was it Kahori? Kahori? The Kahori story. The Kahori story was, not because I think Marvel announced that they were doing something original, like their own original MCU character that's not based off of like the comic books. That is a bold choice, and I actually want to see more of this character. Now we can't go the whole debate. <laughs> if this is, uh, I think, uh, I think the language is tomahawk. Uh, uh, I'm basing off of the subtitles. It says it's tomahawk. So. It's all in tomahawk, uh, tomahawk and Spanish. Uh, this was during the when the the Spaniards um, colonized the Americas, um, the Americas, and this was during like uh, the tomahawk people um, were still living. And then 
they talk about the disappearances and they're talking about the fountain of youth and all that and so basically in this universe the tesseract or the yeah the tesseract or you know the blue cube or whatever it uh as asgard was i I guess destroyed I, i i forgot uh it was destroyed and then the tesseract came down and basically created some sort of portal to another world really and that gives uh uh the native american people at least the those uh, the tomahawk people like powers and and what i like about this is if you have the power but you don't use it and you just wanted to uh, to just live in your own paradise uh, it's not to say that people don't deserve happiness but there are we cannot ignore the problems outside and i feel like that's all of us what we're going through right now because there's a lot of crap going on in this world and we tend to turn away a lot and i think it's important to pay attention so i love the uh i love the uh the the message of like we need to come back to reality as much as how blissful um, some of the things we have in our life, like the paradise that we live in, there are some people that are struggling at the moment and it's, we need to do our part to help them. So I think that's a, we have a, resp- with great power comes great responsibility. There you go, people. <laughs> um, I think episode six is definitely my favorite, uh, episode so far out of the what ifs because the rest of the what ifs were just like, I mean, they're just like, eh. Um, happy turning into a purple Hulk for Christmas. I mean, okay. Um, oh, the, uh, and the, and the, was it, um, uh, was it Peggy Carter, um, Agent Carter, um, as, um, uh, I, for, I forgot, is it, is it Captain Carter? Captain Carter? Yeah. Captain Carter is like, I, I like that in like exploring that more. I just, I want to see see more of her in the future, in terms of live action. Because, well, they killed her off. <laughs> they killed her off in um, what is it? In a uh, multiverse of madness. So uh, that's a shame. But I want to see more of that. Um, actually, I actually want a, a separate show for Kahori. I want to see a separate show for Kahori. That's I want. I want to see that. Um, I, I and, but we are getting more like you know Native American stories um, with Echo. So um, after watching the Echo trailer, I was just like you know you know what I'm 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 on board. I I really want to see it. But anyways, what if is just it's what if <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> what if is whatever. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a rating because like they're still releasing episode until the thirtieth, I believe, which is this. Saturday, so I'm gonna watch. I think we have two more episodes, and that's that. So, so yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, let's move on to my. Oh, I've been waiting to talk about this. Doctor Who, the the Christmas special, and um, we haven't had a Christmas special in so long. Uh, now we get to see Chudi Gatwa full in Doctor. Like his his own uh, interpretation of the doctor, the doctor is, oh my god, Judy's doctor, the fifteenth doctor, is amazing. Um, 
what I love about uh, what I love about this doctor is you get to see the happiness of just being a time lord and the happiness of like you know just being a time traveler as well and just like just embracing the life and the universe and all that but you also get to see a bit of his struggles um it's not to say like you know he is healed he's healed i feel like there's a misinterpretation of like oh because you're okay now i mean look okay so given context during the 60th anniversary specials uh the 15 doctor talked to the 14 doctor saying hey i'm okay we're doing rehab out of order and like you know but i'm okay because uh because we've gone through so much and i like you know i'm finally giving you that conclusion and i think that's so basically he is you know not carrying the weight over his shoulder um carrying the universe over his shoulders for so long he could finally like at least the 14 doctor could be at rest while the 15 doctor goes out and explore more and do you know do his own thing so what i loved about what i loved about this is the doctor i I, again i don't know what the 15 doctors are like you know pronouns i don't know if it's uh he him they them i don't know for sure but we'll i think we'll get to uh, hear that more but anyways, anyways, I think the doctor, um, you get to see more of like, you know, having, I'm having fun and, and also you get to see, um, uh, they're not ignoring the timeless child. See, that's another thing. I, I know a lot of people like, oh, the timeless child, the storyline is so messy. Yes, it's messy. But that's also like Doctor Who is a mess, and I, that's the beauty of Doctor Who. There's not there's not one uh, specific formula, or like you know, there's not one thing that's be like that. Like no, Doctor Who isn't about this. It's about this. They're not saying no to things. They're being open to the idea, and so you get to see the 15th Doctor because. Um, Millie Gibson playing um, Ruby um, Ruby Sunday. Ruby Sunday is an adopt uh, is an uh, is a nineteen year old girl who is adopted by um um uh, by uh, by an uh, incredible woman. Uh, I forgot her name and uh, and her uh, her nan her nan. So it's her, the mother and the nan. Uh, taking care of Ruby, but, uh, but the mother has fostered 33 children, so just like everyone, uh, just like in that group, Ruby Sunday is a foster child, and you dive into, um, the doctor as well, seeing that parallels of, like, I'm adopted, this is the first time, like, like, the doctor is actually, like, holy crap, I'm adopted, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not actually from uh, Gallifrey. Um, the parents that I knew, the parents that I knew um, weren't my parents. And I love that story. Uh, I love that we are diving in more to the doctor. And it's not just like, oh, we're diving into the companion's background and all that or Time Lord history. But we're actually diving into the doctor's personal story. The personal story of not just the time war or the flex. It's like this is his origins or their origins that they're going through. So I love that. Um, 
but see, that's what I love about like Chudy's uh, doctor. I was like, I'm adopted, and you could see a bit of sadness in his eyes. He really doesn't know where he's from. You don't know. You don't know where his home anymore. Your original home, Gal- Gallifrey, now being destroyed by the master. The fact that Gallifrey is no longer his home, then what can you call home except the TARDIS? The TARDIS is his home, basically. But other than that, like, where is he from? And that's what I loved about this story. Or at least we're getting getting little nippets of, like, you know, of his um, struggles. Well, and also, I believe this is a great start. It feels like... It feels like um, Christopher Eccleston's uh, first episode um, as the Ninth Doctor. We're starting off a clean slate. We didn't see the Time War. We didn't see the Time War and all that. Or, like, you know, the baggage that um, um, the Doctor is going through. I remember when I watched Christopher Eccleston's... As the start of the new series... I mean, the new... The new Who. The new Who of of that era at 2005 we haven't seen doctor who for so long uh, since um paul mcgann's eighth doctor the mo- uh, the doctor who movie and time lords were still alive and gallifrey was still fine but he talked about losing his home world and you get to see the sadness and the anger between uh, between him and the daleks and this time and this time, but but it, it introduces more people to Doctor Who. That's where they started with. So they did not have the full baggage of the classics. Not to say you shouldn't watch the classics, but if you haven't watched the classics, you can start with this, with Eccleston. And that's what they're doing with the, this Christmas special. If you have not seen Eccleston through um, Jody or David Tennant, through uh, David Tennant, or Jody's, or whatever, then you can start watching Chudy's as a fresh new start, and that's what Russell T. Davies uh, achieved, that if you are new to Doctor Who, and you want to uh, feel like more modern and all that, but this is the first introduction to Doctor Who, I think this is a great start. Now, I want to address this. I want to address this. The Sonic Screwdriver. I love it. I love it. I love the design. I love it because all all sonic screwdrivers um I'm not saying they they look the same, but they do like screwdrivers. I'm not to say I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. However, because because the doctor is from Gallifrey, or at least like you know, he grew up in Gallifrey. It looks like Gallifreyan tech. It looks like Gallifreyan tools with the Gallifreyan symbols and all that. And the fact that sometimes I, I wonder every time I see the doctor just reading the sonic screwdriver, like you know, seeing the calculations with I don't know where he's reading from, from the bulb, uh, I guess so. But like, but this time it, it looks more sense because there are Gallifreyan, um, um writing in that sonic screwdriver does it look like the uh the remote from click yes <laughs> but but i it did not bother me it did not bother me at all it looks like a multifunctional tool that like you know, it has a flashlight it has a flashlight too and that's what i think about like the the sonic screwdriver is like he, it can't be a 
a flashlight as well. Like sometimes it's just like, oh, I need more light. And they have, I think, I think there are some instances that where the sonic screwdriver served as like in a flashlight, but this time it's like, not only it is a sonic, but it has a flashlight as well. And it has, I, it looks like it has a lot of, um, like gizmos in it. And I, I can't wait to buy it. I want to buy it so bad. Um, y'all can hate me for it, but I love the Sonic. I love the new Sonic. That's, yep. Yeah, that's all I can say. I love the new Sonic. Um, and also, I love um, the dynamic. I love the dynamic between the Doctor and Ruby Rose. The Goblin song, I liked a, go- a Goblin song, but I loved, um, I loved, uh, I loved, uh, what's it called? Chudy singing. I love Chudy singing the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The Goblin song. That was like my favorite part of the, uh, well, one of my favorite parts is just to see that the doctor can sing. He's not just like this lonely brooding time Lord and all that, but he has a lot of talent as well. So I, I love that we're getting to see more of it. So I, 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 that the doctor is full of many things. He, like, he's doing martial arts. Like, you know, <laughs> Venusian, uh, I, I want to call it Venusian martial arts. That's why, that's why I want to call it. So, so yeah, I think that, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this episode, um, ooh, what, how, how, what am I gonna give this episode? I'm gonna give this episode, a nine out of nine out of ten. I I really liked it so much. Oh, that post credit scene. Who is that? That that um the elderly lo- woman was it Mrs. Flood? Mrs. Flood. Uh, have you never seen a TARDIS before? Like, who is she? Now everybody's saying it's the Ronnie. The Ronnie. Oh, basically a uh, uh basically a female villain in uh, in Doctor Who. I don't know, but but um. We did see uh, a female, looks like female hands, picking up a gold tooth from the toy maker, which is supposed to be the master. Um, so who knows? Who knows who that be? But I'm willing to. Um, I'm. I. It could be the Ronnie. I don't know. Uh, but it can be a fresh new start of introducing new, um, new characters as well. So Mrs. Flood could be a new character um, from the Doctor's past. Um, would it be someone we know? It, it probably might be someone we know, but um, again, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna give this episode a nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it, um, and I can't wait to see uh, more adventures between uh, with the Doctor and uh, Ruby. Anyways, let's move on to our final topic, and that is Aquaman 2. Aquaman 2 was... Damn. I mean... Okay, I have notes. (laughs) Let me get on my notes really quick. It's a... It's I I guess you could say it's a fun film. Uh, Did I have fun? In some parts, yeah. But was also typical. It was a. It's like it has the formula of a typical superhero film, um, and in this case, it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't. 
it, it doesn't seem so surprising. Any like, I, I feel like well, the, well, the visual effects, uh, the visual effects were better than the Flash. I, I can tell you that the visual effects were definitely better than the Flash. I don't remember much of the first Aquaman film. I know a lot of people loved it, or at least like you know were. I mean, it made a billion dollars, so um, I, you can see. It shows that people love the film um but there were moments where i like i just don't know what this tone is it wanted to be goofy like like the funny moments weren't even funny like i i don't think i think i laughed once or twice but but other than that it wasn't i don't know it it, it just didn't it felt it felt predictable. It felt predictable. There were some shots that looked like Lord of the Rings, really, because they're talking about the like in the it's Aquaman and the Lost. It's called the Lost Kingdom. The Lost Ki- Kingdom looks like Sauron's, you know, uh, Mount Doom. It looked like Mount Doom, really, but underwater, and even like the uh, what, what is it the 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 king uh, like you know the villain he looked like. Like, he looked like Sauron with the pointy crown. So, yeah. So, there were hints of Lord of the Rings, but it did not pull off well. There's, like... When I see something like that, it should feel like there's dread. And I didn't feel it. Like, once again, the comedy was... Eh. Um... The final fight, though. The final fight, um... At least, um... Between, um... Black Manta and Aquaman. Oh, I love that. Uh... I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that. I want to see Jason Momoa. Uh, I want to see Aquaman just beating the, the crap out of Man, uh, Black Manta, and while Black Manta just use that awesome trident as well. It's like the Black Manta with the trident is awesome. I love that, and it's like fast. There's a bit of martial arts in there. It's it it was. Uh, I wanted more of that. Um. I wanted more of that. That's like the best part of the movie, uh, at least for me. Um, oh my god, there was, there were so many of the. Uh, it was too much on the nose of like the brotherly love, like you know, like like don't call me brother, you know that sort of thing. Um, like when he went Aquaman trying to reconnect with Orm, even though like you know he was the villain of the first film, but they're trying so hard to convince us that like you know no he's or don't trust him or can we trust him like that sort of thing like you know they're trying to keep it mysterious like oh is he trustworthy is he not like like we we know we we know that Orm is going to turn a new leaf uh, in this film. It, it it was it was bound to happen and like the fact they're going to ta- like you know tag along or like you know team up it just goes to show that like you know, I don't know I mean I mean I I, I mean I, like the actor who plays Norm I, I forgot his name he was fine um uh he was fine I think um I think he, <laughs> you could tell he's trying so hard to be like you know to keep keep the serious act and like you know and he looks like he's in a comedy film and they're telling him no you got to be serious and like you got to be serious in a comedy film that's what he's been told I think and um, some of it worked some of it didn't and the fact that he was eating cockroaches I was just like they're trying to see like oh this is funny and I'm like. Ugh. Uh, it, it it didn't it didn't work for me um oh my god 
So, man, <laughs> the promos for Aquaman 2 made me believe that we're not going to see much of Amber Heard as Mira in this ep- uh, in this uh, in this movie. There's a lot of Amber Heard in this in this movie. Um, like you know, I'm not saying like she's like she, she's she's in there all the time, but like. Uh, I'm just surprised that, like, there's so much in her that they kept her out of the promos. So, I mean, and we all know why, but we're not going to dive into that. But I was just surprised that there was a lot of Amber Heard in this, um, in this movie. So, um, uh, I, again, I'm not totally mad at that. I'm not going to say, like, you know, what I think about Amber Heard as a person. Um, as, as the character, as the character... Uh, Mira, I think she was good. I, I think it was uh, she was good. Um, um, but it wasn't something to rave about, really. She just, she just plays the mom, you know, in the uh, in this uh, in this movie. So yeah, and there were elements of like it felt like Black Panther to me too, like there because because it's a forbidden city, you know, like you know Atlantis is a is a hidden city, and um, the fact that. Oh, we need to like you know we need to go back to the surface. We need to expose ourselves and all that. So there is a lot like in Wakanda Forever. There's like should we trust these people? Should we trust the outsiders? And it looks like and then Aquaman did a speech, uh, just like Black Panther. Uh, we're gonna provide our resources to help our world. Because our world needs it. We need to we need to keep the peace, everybody. That sort of thing. So it it, it felt it felt like Black Panther and Lord of the Rings uh, in a super superhero film underwater. That's that's what Aquaman 2 is. Um so I'ma give this movie I'ma give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. There were some parts of the film that were fun, but I just, you know, it's a forgettable film. Just watch the first one. You don't need to watch the second. Like, you don't need to watch the second one. It doesn't add real anything. And it's supposed to be the end of the DCEU, so it's gonna be the final film of the DCEU. So if you watch Aquaman, you don't have to watch Aquaman too. So that's what I'm gonna say. Anyways, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening to this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care. Bye-bye.